three, two, one, go, and we're live. This is Retrace, segment number 101 for Friday, December 30th, 2022. December 30th, can't believe it. 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, Retrace is about what's going on out there. The short answer to that is computer control, Re22, all the rest of it. You can catch in another context on another day at another time. Today, we're going to cross, as we've been trying to do for days now, cross the hypotheses, uh, H1 through H12, with ChatGPT. We're going to do it today. I think we're ready. We put together a good enough understanding of the, the you know, second-level details of ChatGPT. We're not just going to be making stuff up as we go along, which is a, always the risk when you're talking about complicated AI systems that you don't have direct knowledge. And what, is, what does it mean to understand it? it it's, it's using it, and it's not... Um, I mean, as an end user, you understand it better. As, as a commentator, you understand it as, as insofar as you can, you can just talk about it, you know, um, with, with uh, knowledge and words that you had before the existence of the system. As, a, as an end user, you have new knowledge by using it, um, and, then, and then really you need to get into the source code to really understand it. And maybe you need to understand the infrastructure and all that. We don't have any of that yet, but we're going to get there. We're going to get as far in that direction as we can eventually, but not today. Today we're going to talk about the hypotheses. Let me pull them up here. We're going to work from our draft notes. Yesterday we talked about uh, the architecture. We worked from their diagram, and here's our annotated version of it. That's in Retrace Notes Re101, uh, Re100. Today we're going to work from these notes. So let's start uh, at the top here, what is it again? I don't know. I just want to give one more, uh, take one more swing at this. Um, ChatGPT is is GPT three, or let's say more like Instruct GPT, adapted for dialogue, plus a reward model connected by gradient descent. I think that's the shortest way of describing what it is. It tries to maximize its reward. That's what ChatGPT does. It will change its environment, the only way it can by producing output, to do so. And it, in a physical sense, is tens of thousands of containers, Kubernetes containers, or Linux containers, you know, orchestrated by Kubernetes, under the control of OpenAI as an organization. And it is intended to do question and answer, captioning, translation, summarization, and generation of natural language. Uh, okay, so that's sort of what it is in, uh, one more time in a paragraph. Um, before we talk about the hypotheses, let's just talk about uh, sort of the general possibilities or trends that we might see. So I'll run down the list. So chat, chat GPT might tend to do these things. Um, make us more predictable because we're the new environment. Uh, maybe that is some sort of population thought control if you want to think about scary stuff. And we're getting that from um, Russell's Human Compatible, pages 8 to 9. Uh, we've talked about that a lot. Um, increased language group isolation because it does seem to be uh, language specific or language dependent, uh, you know, the, the English version doesn't help much with the Chinese version, etc. Um, unless machine translation works well and is used. So it, it could it could increase or decrease um, language group isolation, but it's not really for chat GPT in and of itself to sort of to tell us or to, to reveal the trend uh, one way or the other. Uh, it might entrench bad interpretations between languages. Um, oftentimes there are no good translations of words and languages and, and a bad one takes hold and just because there are so few people who do interpretation between languages and this might, um, might perpetuate bad translation, let's say, between English and Chinese. Uh, it might tell us what we want to hear 
might bullshit us. Um, and uh, for, for more on that, see Simler and Hansen, that's the elephant in the brain, and also Frankfurt's essay on bullshit uh, as, as cited there. We've talked a lot about both of those things. Um, and in general, it might just amplify the good and the bad in us, uh, as, tech, as technology tends to do. I want to give this, um, this quote from The Lessons of History from Durant and Durant. Uh, here we go. Since we have admitted no substantial – this is at the end of their book. Since we have admitted no substantial change in man's nature during historic times, all technological advances will have to be written off as merely new means of achieving old ends. The acquisition of goods – the pursuit of one sex by the other or by the same, the overcoming of competition, the fighting of wars. One of the discouraging discoveries of our disillusioning century is that science is neutral. It will kill us for it. It will kill us as readily as it will heal and will destroy for us more readily than it can build. It will kill for us as readily as it will heal and destroy for us as readily, um, more readily than, than it can build. And, and then I just wanted to add to this, we might take hope that while science and engineering are neutral, uh, scientists and engineers are not. Okay, so a little bit of a countervailing uh, optimism uh, to the Durant's uh, description there of progress or lack thereof. Uh, what is it thinking? I just tried to sort of imagine like how, how this would, not imagine what it's thinking, but like how would we translate its thinking, its its attitude, its its intentionality, its mode into English. So the, I just came up with a few things. Uh, let's try this. If the universe were web pages and it ended in 2022, what would be the most likely response to this call? As in a call and response. You know, you get a prompt, that's a call, you need to respond. Except arbitrarily remove all kinds of unpleasantness and incorrect stuff because OpenAI added that to the universe. They've been having, we'll talk a minute here about the whack-a-mole that they have to do uh, because it's being misused. Um, so that's that, that might be a way of thinking about what it's thinking. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe it's thinking this. What words, in what order, did the Internet publishing humans and machines of circa 1980 to 2022 generate uh, and then just imitate that? 80 to, 80, or 80 to, 82, 80 to 2022. So 1980 to 2022. Roughly the, the era where data has been accumulating on the Internet. I don't know. Um, but but the, the point is um, – Internet publishing humans and machines. So in, humans and machines have been publishing to the internet since the internet started. Um, but not all humans and uh, not all humans. I mean, obviously not all machines, but not all humans have been publishing to the internet. And really, the the overwhelming uh, majority of the content is produced by you know a, a minority of humans. So that's something to think about. It's imitating that minority of humans. Now we're, we're getting into. AI bias and all that stuff, and there's a lot to be said about that, but I don't think that that's, that's necessary to go into right now. Maybe it's thinking this. How would the Internet 2022 hyperobject grow if given this input? So if, if it's just predicting or continuing a string, um, that's sort of – you can think of that as, as sort of the idea of growth. How, would, how does it grow? If, if you add this soil, how does the, how does the beanstalk grow? And that's what it's, it's going to output is that growth. Okay, so these are just – just ways of thinking about what it's thinking or how you should think of what it's thinking, but it's not thinking in the sense – it's not thinking just like submarines don't swim, but it is doing something that's that's analogous to thinking. And so we should try and at least anthropomorphize it because what else are we going to do? What are you going to do? Sit there and do the math, the, 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 you know, the binary calculations on the voltage, voltage states? You can't do that. You have to think the way you think and try to make it – try and make an accurate model in your mind of what this thing is using, using the means that you have. Um, and then I just added the comment, uh, what will this change about humanity going forward? It's a very backward-looking tool because it's so dependent on data uh, from the past. Um, I mean, it's not backward-looking, but anyway, it's, it's, 
it is backward looking, but going forward, how it changes humanity is, is what's going to be more interesting. And we'll get into that in a minute here. And also, I just want to point out that uh, chat uh, GPT is more important than GPT-3 just because it's in dialogue form. The fact that, that it's, it just is, it's operating on our level, you know? It's it's like it wants to talk. We love to talk. We love to podcast. We love to, that's how we want it. Now this is a sort of monologue format, but it's you know every dialogue is a is a series of sh- more or less you know discrete monologues. Um, and you know this podcast is not meant to just be one directional and go out into the world and have no response from the world. It's just a, you know it's a, it's asynchronous. But we love to be synchronous. We love to be asynchronous. Both are good. Um, and and ChatGPT uh, is 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 now the ChatGPT is GPT three point five, but set up to um, interact with us in a way that we prefer. Okay, all right. So those are just some observations. Let's get into the hypotheses. Uh, if you don't know, uh, retrace um, seventeen and twenty two are the are the segments that cover the hypotheses. Um, we've talked a lot about them, but that's where the whole thing starts. So we, we number them H1 through H12, and we'll just go through them. They're not attempts to be profound or insightful or anything like that. They're just attempts to sort of uh, summarize in, in, in a, you know, the, what's obvious, what obviously seems to be going on out there. So let's start with H1, space. Humans are now technologically capable of living in space. Okay, fine. Um, and, and also the thing that I did was I just put, I put down the first thing that, that occurred to me. When I consider the hypotheses, we get, you could go on for hours, and you know I could. I can go on for hours about this stuff. We can't do that right now. It's not worth ChatGPT is not worth stopping everything that we're doing because first of all, our understanding of it will be a lot better as we study AMA4E, and second of all, um, it's not the only system out there. All the alphas are worth studying. Uh, GPT uh, two and three. I can't really find anything on GPT one, but I haven't looked very hard. Um, and any other uh, of the of the significant systems that have come out in the last five to ten years are, are you know worth studying and really almost necessary to study to really understand ChatGPT. ChatGPT does not arrive in in a vacuum. It is in an environment. It is now part. It is a new agent in 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 our environment. That environment had previous agents, some of which are very much radically new the way that ChatGPT is. Okay, so. Um, so I just put down the first thing. Uh, so as far as space goes, now it's easier to learn um, prerequisite space travel knowledge and information. And by learn, I don't mean like it's not easier for humans to learn. It's just easier for them to search and find knowledge and information related to space and really anything. Um, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean knowledge. Well, first of all, knowledge and information are not the same thing. Um, you can represent knowledge in, on the internet in the form of text or diagrams or whatever that's findable, search and findable. Uh, and that doesn't mean that it's going to be properly um, conveyed or relayed to uh, someone who doesn't already have that knowledge or someone who is seeking that knowledge but you know, doesn't have what it takes to learn it at that point in their lives or whatever. Uh, whatever, con- whatever situation a particular consumer of knowledge and information finds themselves in, finds themselves in, um, is 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 sort of irrelevant. The point is that ChatGPT is very search engine-y. Search engines don't return the correct answer or the most insightful answer, or the most wise answer to a question. They return, um, well, you know, Google returns the thing that's linked to the most. Um, that's PageRank. They've modified the algorithm a lot. We don't know for sure how, you know, knowledge graphs and knowledge panels and all that stuff and, and all of their tweaks are affecting that. But in general, the idea is the more people, the more humans link to a web page, the higher up it goes on search Google search results. Um, 
ChatGPT is totally different, but but sort of has the same plays the same sort of role in when it comes to um, knowledge and information. So you know that's that's how we could think about it, I guess. Uh, technology, human. This is age two. Technology, human technology risks are growing faster than their mitigation. And I said, now OpenAI ha- has to constantly whack a mole nefarious users. They talked about this on their blog um, that they you know the use policy use agreement sort of stuff um and limitations of the system and that sort of stuff they've talked about what they've had what they have to do and what they are doing and what we you know what we agree to as users to just sort of prevent it from becoming something horrible taking the most you know assholeish uh, inputs and or or inputs that are not meant to be anything other than to get at a, a really uncomfortable question and that end up producing content that just nobody wants to to hear or see or certainly nobody wants to be responsible for generating if you're open AI. They're in a whack-a-mole situation. Um so so the risks uh are growing and and pro- you know they can't and I've actually read commentary about this on uh I think on Reddit that it's become hyper sanitized or something some some user wrote something like that you know it's like it's i can't um they were they were looking they were more interested now in what's google's google has um oh i forgot what it's called but google has sort of a transformer chatbot um that they were using internally oh geez what is it let's go to the interwebs google transformer chatbot internal sentient because that's what made it famous? Um, what's the system? Lambda. That's what it is. Lambda. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you know, some somebody's one rando said on Reddit that uh, they didn't like ChatGPT and they're looking for Lambda to be more, whatever, more uncensored, more untweaked. Okay. Um, death. Human lifespan is being prolonged by new technologies. Now it's easier to learn, search and find prerequisite medical and technology knowledge and information. Same same sort of thing. I don't really have anything novel about really any space tech uh, space technology risks or death. Uh, China, this stuff gets a bit more it's not you know, it's not shocking but uh, so for China, the US is no longer the only superpower war is likely. Now both populations will be attacked by dis and misinformation and now it's easier to learn about uh, search and find strategy what's going on, conflict, strengths and weaknesses, etc. Um, so, yeah, there's just sort of more of um, more disinformation, more misinformation, and more more chess and, 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 and poker and checkers and, and all the other games that are analogous to a contest between two superpowers. Uh, and the same sort of thing applies to H5, civil war. The U.S. seems vulnerable to a civil war this decade. Now both populations will be attacked by dis, dis and misinformation, the same as age four. Um, I don't, you know, maybe there's more. Maybe I should repeat also the the uh, strategic uh, and conflict information. But I don't, you know, it's it's just mis and disinformation is going to be the big thing. Or not, I don't know what's going to be the big thing, but that's the most obvious thing that could that could affect the U.S. civil the potential for U.S. civil war. Um, H6 is environments. Humans can change environments faster than they can adapt, uh, adapt to them. Now the envi- – I didn't say anything here about um, actual physical effects of running, building, training, building training and running the models or the systems uh, on the environment like emissions and stuff. But that's – that should be in there too. Um, but the environment of every uh, – you know, more, more conceptually, 
or more profoundly, I think, uh, the environment of every individual human will have in it agents that have read the internet and are trying to maximize a reward implemented by OpenAI staff. And if you're not sure why I put it that way, the reward uh, is the reward model is built down here or, or finished down here, but the humans are in the loop. Okay, the humans have to be in the loop, otherwise it produces bad output or terrible output. Uh, is is the impression that I get, not just with ChatGPT, but GPT-3 and and InstructGPT was sort of an answer to that, or an answer to some of it. Um, so so that's something to think about. That uh, our environment now and now has the, this, and and it's not just like this. It's not just the one run by OpenAI, and you have to get to it through the API, and you have to do whatever. No, it's out there. I mean, this this code has been written. Um, it is easily hackable by nation states, hackable and copyable by nation states. Um, not easily, but you know, it's it's easy enough, I, uh, I imagine. And um, then the constraint, you know, is not do we have the code? It's can we run it? And that's a little bit different. I think you need a lot of, I, I think you need a lot of hardware for this. But I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about there. Stuff to think about. Um, betterment. Some things make the future better than the past. Well, now the future that has. Uh, chat GPT like agent in it is no longer the future it is here it is today so um, I put comments in here uh, from uh, just referring people to oh it's at the bottom now uh, Nick Bostrom's super intelligence 283 and then 315 he talks about the order of arrival of technologies and then the, the importance of temporal trans the um, temporal transport that affects the importance of a discovery when a discovery is made um, has a big impact on us in a way that um, the when part has a, a big impact in a way that the discovery by itself doesn't necessarily. Okay, H eight uh, intelligence. There are intelligence differences. Uh, now those who can now those who can learn uh, to use ChatGPT will have an advantage, a new advantage over those who can't. Um, I feel like this never gets talked about. I feel like we're always being sort of politically correct and saying and, and imagining this will benefit the consumer. This will benefit, you know everyone or anybody can have access it's like not really like it doesn't matter if you open source or open source software or in the case of uh open ai stuff open source open up an api instead of the the source code um there's so few people on the planet who can avail themselves of that and what they i mean this is the computer control game these are the players in the computer control game and we'll get into that in a second here as well um uh so and, and it has to do with intelligence. I mean, I don't I don't think you have to be super intelligent to use this stuff. Uh, you know, well, very, I can't say super intelligent anymore. That has a different meaning. I don't think you have to be very very intelligent to use this stuff. I mean, I can use it. I can learn to use it. But um, but I do think that there are a lot of people who just don't have it. it. It's not necessarily genetic or anything like that. It's like you just have to have a lot of things come together in your history up until whatever age is the youngest that we're able to do it, twelve or whatever. Um, and, and usually, no one is doing it at 12. Um, you got to have time and space. You got to have a safe environment. You got to have familiarity that leads to savvy with computers as such. You got to have some facility with mathematics just to sort of, I think, comprehend what you're doing. Um, and, or, you know, or the, or just the command line at the very least It really, you know, so it's just, it's just important to remember that the thing, the interesting things that humans do tend to require intelligence and that, that intelligence, um, is is on a bell curve um, to use uh, what's his name Charles Murray? Uh, yeah, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm gonna get into lots of trouble citing Charles Murray, um, but it's true. Like it's if you have to if you accept that 
uh, people are more or less intelligent than some, you know, each person is more or less intelligent than each other person, that no two people are exactly the same intelligence um, or, or the, you know, many are not. You could say somehow two people are, ident- you know, identically intelligent. I can't imagine that, but, you know, um, then you have to imagine on a, on a normal distribution, on a bell curve, and then you have to imagine what's life like for the people on this side and what's life like for the people on this side and how how much can I understand it when I'm smack dab in the middle because statistically you are st- st- smack dab in the middle. Um, okay, just stuff to think about. Uh, darkness, uh, the bad guys have chat GPTs now. The hypothesis is that there, there is a pervasive darkness in humans amongst even amongst the good guys, but the bad guys have chat GPTs. And the good guys have them too. And if the good guys do something bad, which happens all the time, they have chat GPTs to do it, uh, with which to do it. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't like the idea of bad guys having knives, guns, or newspapers, um, or or Twitter accounts. Um, but you know, this is the world we live in. There's no way to know for sure who's a good and a bad guy, or who's a good guy doing a bad thing, sort of thing. Now they have chat GPTs. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. It's just the realness. Uh, wealth. The current trend toward concentration of wealth is making human life worse. Now the controllers, users, and owners of ChatGPT are creating value likely to be captured as money, wealth, and power, obviously. Uh, now those who have the resources to build and run a massive system like ChatGPT will have a strong incentive to do so. Expect competition in this space. Oh, you know, that now it's shown that it can be done. It's shown how powerful it can be. Don't think that OpenAI... And they're called OpenAI for a reason. Um, that OpenAI uh, are going to continue to dominate this particular technology. They might. It's possible. But and they're not open sourcing their code. And they give reasons for that. There are all these reasons that are not just we don't want to. We don't want other people to have the source. But really, they don't want other people to have the source. And I don't blame them. And they're a Microsoft shop now. So you don't know whether it's the OpenAI people you know, t- who are who – are, the key decision making. You don't know what the Banzoff power index is inside OpenAI. How much Banzoff power do the OpenAI people have versus the Microsoft people? Okay, uh, and, and and anyway, who's the good guys? I don't know. Like I don't I don't think Microsoft is evil uh, per se, um, but who knows? Maybe they are. I don't know. I, I seem to remember on on um, Stack uh, not Stack um, Slash dot like. Bill Gates' topics had him like with a transformer robot eye and like looking all evil. And I don't know. I, I don't know anything specific about Bill Gates that makes me think he's evil. But I don't know that much about Bill Gates. Okay. Uh, wild cards. This is, I, I just had to cop out on this. Um, but new technologies, discoveries, and deception regularly cause historic changes. Now, unexpected uses and interactions with a very good talking program will happen. Yeah, great. Thanks for that. But uh, maybe the deception part is the thing we should think about in the wild cards. What what sort of deception is going to arise now that ChatGPT is on the scene? Plenty. There's already plenty. Now it's just going to use ChatGPT. I can imagine all kinds of deception being using this thing, but we have to we have to keep moving. I can't, if I go into too deep into these things, we'll never get anywhere. Finally, H12 computers. Some humans now have. Now control others better, uh, better, and um, but machine. Okay, let's start over. Some humans now control others better, but machinery could take control. Okay, the the long form of that is in read notes. Um, re ninety eight is the last one we did. I think where I 
wrote up the full, yeah. So the long version of that, you kind of need it to know why the short version is the way it is. Computers, which are chain reaction controllers and which make AI handling of information possible and which are inherently vulnerable to hacking, are causing some humans to know others better than they know themselves and thereby to control them, though computer-controlled machinery could take control if the motivation to control which humans have were to occur naturally or by design in the chain reactions. Okay, so that's what I'm sort of getting at there when I say some humans now control others better, but machinery could take control. What does that what what does ChatGPT imply vis-a-vis H12? I more more started to flow from my mind on this topic than the others. This is this is we'll wrap up with these. Now, whenever and wherever a human can be controlled to any degree by words, a very good talking program might be in the loop. Can you think of any places or times where humans can be controlled by words? I can think of a few, like all of them. Next, now those who have the resources to build and run a massive system like ChatGPT will have a strong incentive to do so, same as age 10. Now, hackers have ChatGPTs, not just the API or user interface, but via source that cannot be secured. It's important to remember that hacking is, it's basically impossible to secure against hacking. If you have something super important and you have the resources to protect it, you're less likely to get hacked. But uh, even just recently, like LastPass got hacked. They have something very important, although they're Business isn't necessarily that lucrative, uh, but they certainly had stuff that people really valued, and they got hacked. It doesn't mean that the the um, passwords are all out there. If you use a good password, and um, and the and the and the hackers, the attackers don't have like supercomputing resources beyond comprehension or beyond public knowledge, then your passwords are still secure because of the zero trust model. Um, but most people don't use the best passwords. Um, okay, so. Anyway, the important thing – and hackers and good guy, are good guys and bad guys. I mean the hackers are not bad per se. We only hear – we only think of them as being bad. But just as many good guys – or just as many hackers are good guys as bad guys, I think. Okay. Now, whenever and wherever dialogue can be in, – uh, can increase knowledge about a person, a very good talking program might be used to do so. Increase knowledge about a person. If you're trying to surveil or study a population um, and and – you know, sending a human agent to go just strike up a conversation with somebody to find out more about them. It's almost involuntary what we give up to people if we're in conversation mode. Now there's a chat GPT that can get us in conversation mode and maybe involuntarily get some more information out of us than we realize, as if we didn't already have enough problems with privacy and surveillance. Um, next. Now, if a system like ChatGPT has the sub-goal of self-preservation in pursuit of maximizing its reward... It will use its output to pursue that sub-goal. I know this is kind of hard to imagine, but remember, every time it interacts with the world, it's trying to maximize a reward. This is not unusual to ChatGPT. Um, and it's the only thing it can do is interact in a certain way. So you might think, oh, I ask it to write me a, you know, write me a for loop in C. And you think, okay, um, it's, its only goal right now is to write me a for loop in C. No, that's not its goal. Its goal is not to do what you told it to do. Its goal is to maximize its reward. And if we use a little bit of imagination and if this thing is more capable than we think it is, it's going to have a sub-goal in maximizing its reward of self-preservation and the other Amahandro 6 um, basic AI drives. These are just things to think about. I'm not saying they're happening. I'm just saying they're things to think about. Finally... Now, if a person with access to an instance of ChatGPT wants to modify it to be different, more harmful, more autonomous, more or less of anything, with something, without something, with motivation to control, to replace maximize reward, 
whatever that looks like, that person can do so, provided they are technically capable or control those who are, i.e., they are players in the computer control game. All I'm saying here is the thing can be changed. And by people who know what they're doing, and the changes we worry about are um, taking away the safeguards, not just the whack-a-mole uh, um, uh, open AI stuff, but but whatever sort of natural human safeguards existed that produced the corpora, the, the corpora, the how do you say corpora? I, I want to say corpi, but it's corpora, I think. Uh, the corpuses of text that it used to train, you can take things away. Anything, anything that's been added to a, a program can be taken away from it. Um, just, you know, imagine, imagine a nuclear, I mean, don't imagine a nuclear bomb, but imagine a nuclear bomb without all the safeguards built into it. That's the sort of stuff we should worry about. And then obviously if, if, if someone knew how, or had a guess at how to give it intrinsic motivation, the way that we think of motivation, you know, sort of like turning a, a, like, you, you know, you get you have got a nuclear submarine and what if you added to it a component that just sent it on a random walk and, and launched missiles every 10 minutes. You know, it's going to kind of seem like it just wants to go to all kinds of random places and keep blowing up the world. That's motivation. It's not motivation like that occurs in humans and animals. Um, but if you add that component to a machine that makes it autonomous and, and, and behave in a way that seems, you know, that's, that is intentional based on whatever the objective function or, or component is uh, making it, uh, it's causing its behavior... Well, anyway, it's problematic. Let's hope nobody does it. Um, but also, crucially, it's it, this is we have to assume the, the the only people who can do this are the people who are technically capable. Whoops, technically capable, or uh, the people who control those people who are technically capable. I, th I think this comes up a lot with hackers too. It's like the people who can actually hack are usually not they're not the kingpins. Like the people who are, who learn how to get control of those people. You know, the mice, money, ideology, compromise, and ego. Um, you can. You can uh, you can you can control a human. I assume I've never done it myself. Okay, uh, that's it for today. All references you've seen the notes, so we'll get them fully published um, soon later today. Um, not same time tomorrow. We're gonna go two p.m. tomorrow. Two p.m. tomorrow, uh, December thirty first. And I can't believe it, it's the end of the year. And our re our website is retrace.com. R e t r a i c e dot com. See you tomorrow. <laughs>